Welcome to Welcome to the Hallwell Manor. I'm Max. And I'm Tina. And this is Season 4, Episode 18 of Charmed. Bite me. Bite me. Yeah. Because it's a vampire episode. Yeah. I didn't see this episode a lot. Like, I, I watched a lot of Charmed and reruns when it was on, I want to say, TBS. That sounds right, TBS. I think that's right. But uh, for some reason, even though I saw Season 4 a lot, I feel like this episode was never in that rotation. Although maybe it was just so forgettable. I mean, it's fine. It's it's a fine. It's a serviceable episode of Charmed. I like the way that in this episode, they were like all the oh Max factions are back. Oh, factions. <laughs> but I like the way they told us. Oh, all of the factions have just decided that vampires are too tacky, so they've been expelled from the underworld as an explanation for why we don't just see vampires all the time. They actually come back in a later episode, too. Yeah. Which... Is this a shot at Buffy? I... I I do. I do think it is a shot at Buffy. Especially because... Okay. Okay, this is a shot at Buffy. But this is a shot at Buffy the way that, like, when a nice guy TM starts hitting on a woman and then she turns him down and he's like, Well, fuck you, bitch. You're ugly anyway. Right? Because they tried so hard to be Buffy last season. They even had Phoebe dyeing her hair blonde and she was going after Cole, who's actually a demon. They wanted to be Buffy so bad. They met in the crypt all the time. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, it's an okay episode. It's fine. It's pretty par for the course for uh post pro charmed i mean rose mcgowan was born to play a vampire can we all agree on that yeah i feel like this is one of the first episodes that really gets the formula for a later charmed episode we've had we've had it before we've had like the phoebe becomes a banshee one sort of piper becomes a fury piper becomes a wendigo no, that that doesn't count because it's not a sexy costume. Oh, oh, okay. Like, oh, okay. Girl gets pos- one of the sisters gets possessed by or turned into or converted to being one of the demons. Comes out in a sexy outfit. The other sisters remind her about the yellow crayons to make another Buffy reference. Mm. Power of three. End of episode. Yeah, yeah. And again, we we've had some of it. Feet. Would you would you count Phoebe's banshee costume as sexy? I mean, it had cleavage, but I feel like that's kind of the background noise of Charmed. Okay, so interesting. If you're saying this is the first episode where they kind of got the formula, the banshee episode I think was notable for the way that banshees were not supposed to be sexy, but they just couldn't resist. They couldn't resist. They just threw in a little bit of cleave there. Yeah, and they're like, okay, so she's got gray hair, but she's got, like, sexy gray hair. She's like a sexy crone. This isn't your mama's crone. Maybe Piper's Fury thing, but even that was kind of like... I mean, this isn't... This isn't... The Amazons. Oh, it's the mermaid one. That's what I was going to say. I I was going to say, I was going to say, Paige's vampire walked so that so that phoebe's mermaid could well not run i guess (laughs) oh i thought that was on purpose that you were gonna no it's just a nice it just just nicely worked out should we talk about this episode yeah let's talk about this episode why not so it starts out with just a bunch of attacks happening in the the manor it's like what is this farscape 
where it just starts in the middle of a battle with no like build up. Oh, okay. Yeah, a woman with claws, a woman who's wearing the now standard demon outfit of just black clothing, uh, is attacking the charmed ones. And in Piper the- does a little like flippy thing or Piper's stunt double, which I feel like is kind of unusual. I feel like normally they don't have Piper and or Piper's stunt double doing a lot of the more actiony stuff, but they use a power of three spell. They kill the attacking demon, who we will find out later is a harpy. Yeah, which feels weird because well, she's a woman, right? That's all you need. If it's harpy, you don't need like bird attributes. I guess she kind of had claws. She does have claws. No, it feels weird because they, so so Phoebe gets scratched in this attack, and then they're right before they vanquish her. They vanquish her really no problem, it, like super easy, barely an inconvenience. But I mean, it is a power of three spell, but right. But then Phoebe's not feeling good. We know she's not feeling good because of a demon pregnancy, but Phoebe's not feeling good. And they think she might be turning into a harpy, which I felt is weird because there's an episode later where Piper becomes a harpy, right? Am I misremembering that? You are. I think you're thinking of her becoming a fury. No, 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 I'm not. I'm not. When when Leo puts the spell on her to like make her forget that he existed, does that, that... That's when she becomes an Amazon. Oh, okay. Then when she finds out about it, she doesn't get really mad at him and become a harpy? She she never becomes a harpy, you're telling me. I am fairly certain that Piper never becomes a harpy. Huh. I, like, I, I, I can't swear to it, but I have watched a lot of Charms, and I don't remember that specific thing. I, I will take your word for it, but okay, okay. I mean, she, she also had the claws when she was a, a fury. Yeah, that's not what I'm thinking of, though. I really, really felt that in addition to being a fury, she also became a harpy. She had the leather bustier when she became an Amazon. Yeah, I'm but... not thinking of that. I, I, I have very clear memories of her as an Amazon. I just want to point out also that Paige's shirt has been artfully scuffed in the battle. Mm. Like, it's so fake looking. But I guess they weren't planning for you to watch this in SD. Or high def. Yes. They were planning for you to watch this in, in standard definition. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff that gets a lot weirder when you're watching it in a definition it was not intended to be in. Mm-hmm. Since we talk about vampires here, mm-hmm. one of the things is Alyssa Milano's crucifix tattoo, which is so much more noticeable in high def. And I just keep being like, "Those vampires—they they can't get—they can't get near you. They're gonna get burnt." Okay, so. Is it supposed to be visible in this episode? Because it's really on display in ways that I feel like it hasn't been in the past. And I think they're at the point where they're not making them hide tattoos anymore. Oh, honestly, I have no idea. I really don't. Because I just remember they they used to do a kind of half-assed stuff to try to hide Alyssa Milano's tattoos. But I I think we might be past that at this point now. Well, it's very clearly visible in this episode. The question is, did they mean for it to be or not? Hmm. But, I mean, speaking of the difference between standard definition and high definition, you can really clearly see the difference in coloration of Alyssa Milano's skin and the makeup they use to cover the tattoo. Yeah. Uh, We're not at the point yet where Holly Marie Combs has the wrist tattoos yet, I don't think, because they make her wear these terrible bracelets to cover them up, like, all the time. Which is weird, because you can clearly tell that she has wrist tattoos. And again, later they don't bother. Yeah, yeah. 
Well, honestly, the tattoos are, are far more attractive than the terrible, like, leather cuffs they give her to cover them up. You remember in Once Upon a Time, in the, the last season, when Rumple and Belle are married and they're together at, like, the end of time or whatever, that, that weird place? Oh, God, yeah, yeah. And Belle had the old age makeup on her face, but they just gave her kind of lace gloves so they wouldn't have to put old age makeup on her hands. I don't remember that, but I completely believe it. I was actually thinking about that very, very offensive Buffy episode where the demon that Ripper summoned back when he was Ripper, that the Giles summoned back when he was Ripper, comes back to haunt them, and then Ethan Rain kidnaps Buffy, and then he, like, puts the demon tattoo on her mm-hmm. so that she, the demon will attack her, and then et cetera, et cetera. Anyway, end of the episode, she's talking to the Scoobies, and she's like, well, now I guess I have to spend all my money on laser removal before my mom notices this giant tattoo on my back. And as she's having the conversation, she's wearing like this tiny little racerback top where the tattoo would be clearly visible. And they just don't even care. They don't even care that they are showing us her naked back while she says that she has a tattoo. I thought you were going to be mad about the fact that the Watcher's Council isn't paying for that tattoo removal because they really should be. Oh, well, let's not get into what the Watcher Council should and should not be paying for, because the answer is everything. They should be paying for everything. Was Charles getting two paychecks when he worked at uh, Sunnydale? Yeah, but I assume that both of them were tiny. I assume both of them were put together were barely enough for him to live in Southern California. If you're a public school librarian, you need a second job working for an ancient order of monster hunter trainers. Yeah, but I can't believe that they pay you a decent salary. Well, they, but, pay, they paid him two half-decent salaries. Well, I mean, one half-decent one half salary was from the Watchers Council and one was from yeah. the California public school system. I just noticed Paige's outfit, it's not artfully scuffed. That's actually, like, an artistic design choice in the, in the outfit. Just throwing that out there. So the sisters float the idea that Phoebe may be turning into a harpy because you know it happens to them all all the time yeah they bring up all the things we talked about and uh which good continuity charmed way to remember your own continuity and Paige, remember earlier this season when they were making jokes about this in the fury episode i think uh Paige was like is there any way i can get like inoculated against that she reiterates her point that she would prefer not to transform into anything which oh Paige. I just want to say how bad I feel for Paige. There's still... This is the episode where Piper is going to stop giving her shit finally about her being suspicious about Cole. But I, I don't feel like we emphasized enough in the episode where Cole was gaslighting her. That at the end, she's like, I'm sorry I went... You know, I, I'm, I'm sorry that I was possessed and tried to kill you. And Piper's like, oh, it happens to all of us. And and Phoebe's like, well, you wouldn't have attacked Cole if you didn't really hate him. Like, well, Phoebe was really, really awful in that episode in general. I guess. But, I mean, Phoebe's been really awful in a lot of episodes recently. Yeah. Yep. So, Cole is throwing a board meeting, and I feel like it's supposed to be a swerve that everyone there is demons, except it's really obvious right off the bat. Yeah, it's supposed to first sound like he's addressing his human lawyer people, but it turns out it's demons. What's the difference? Am I right? Okay, anyway. Wah, 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 wah. 
Okay. I feel like that's the implied joke of every Cole scene. Yes. This... They really want to be Wolfram at heart. I know this is such a minor thing, mm-hmm. but this is revealed to actually be a demon meeting when a Fury teleports in. Isn't the deal with Furies that they hunt out and destroy evil? Yes. Yes, that definitely was. Why is she here then? Like, wouldn't wouldn't she be trying to murder everyone at the meeting? I mean, but I, now she's head of a faction. Oh, also, there's a Grimlock in charge of his own faction. I, I, the Grimlock faction. I mean, I get it. Grimlock is a cool name. It's a cool, probably not very hard to do monster design. But like. I got the impression that Grimlocks were not really that big of a deal underworld-wise. I mean, Daryl successfully fought one. Okay, but I actually don't have a problem with this where you do. Because now that there is a new source in town, this is this is a chance to kind of, like, reshuffle your position. Maybe as a Grimlock, you could not be the worst possible kind of demon. Like, maybe this source will be like, man, I love demons who blind children. I mean, I know when we were talking about the episode at the time, you're like, yeah, that's they're more evil than other demons because they target children. I'm like, I feel like they target children because that's all they can handle. Anyway, Cole's like halfway through the meeting when he hears Phoebe coming up the elevator. So he tells them all to go away and then he teleports out the boardroom table and changes it into a fancy dining table and pretends that he just got dinner ready for his I was going to say girlfriend. She's his wife now. Yes. His demon bride. Wait, he's the demon groom. Mm. Although, uh, I I know this is this is the sort of thing you just have to let go. Remember when uh, that warlock tricked Prue into marrying him and then it made all of the sisters evil just because it follows, like, if you corrupt one part of the power of three? Or, or was it because... But that was a demon marriage? Okay, this isn't a demon marriage. This is a marriage in the dark way. It's totally different. Maybe it's because Prue is the oldest sister, so their morality had to follow hers. No, no. It's because she was tricked, whereas Phoebe did it willingly, so that doesn't corrupt anyone, except did... Oh. Like, you know, when we were doing our Once Upon a Time podcast, we really got in the weeds into what that show was saying about morality like get ready to get like what's what's even deeper than into the weeds we're in the swamp the rushes yes yes so i feel like phoebe's hair awfulness has plateau you know i said that and it's not no, true her hair's terrible it, it's getting worse and worse she got I, teeny I, tiny bangs i see but she's had teeny tiny bangs but the rest of her hair is getting worse here's the thing they make bang extensions so she doesn't have to look like that. Every every week that she looks like that is a choice. She has, like, she has a mullet, essentially. Are teeny tiny bangs the girl version of a mullet? I mean, it's not exactly a mullet, but it's at least mullet adjacent. Anyway, Phoebe's feeling under the weather and Cole's like, Are you getting sick? Are you in the family way? He He's, he's subtly trying to find out whether she's you know in the family way or whether she's got some sort of demon disease because i mean she does mention that she got scratched by harpy and she's like so if you see me turning into one just keep an eye out and he's like 
oh, I'm going to have to have words with a coworker about something that's not related to this at all. He does get freaked out that she got hurt. He is super angry that somebody would dare to attack his bride. Okay, dude, I know you're the source of all evil or whatever, but she's still a charmed one. His position seems a little too precarious, even though he is the source of all evil. A little too precarious to be like, stop attacking the charmed ones as much as he's all like, stop attacking the charmed ones. Although, honestly, it's a good idea to stop attacking the charmed ones. I know we've talked about this before on the air, but the fact that in the last season, the way charmed ends is basically the demons going to the charm, going up to the charmed ones and being like, hey... We've been unsuccessfully trying to murder you for eight years and you've wiped out basically all of the upper level demons. We're just not going to try to murder you anymore. Okay. That's, that's, we're making a deal with you where we don't try to murder you and you don't go out of your way to murder us. And the charmed ones by that point are like, yeah, okay. Speaking of morality. <laughs> like you just kill people somewhere we can't see you and we'll ignore it. God, the charmed ones at that point. But also like... I, I get it, trying to kill the Charmed Ones, because, again, factions, it's people trying to move upwards mm-hmm. in the underworld. Does it does it not, do, do you not move You downward? don't move down in the, yeah. But it's people trying to advance their position by taking out a serious source of good. But honestly, I feel like you probably shouldn't. It probably shouldn't take that much convincing to get people not to attack the Charmed Ones. Well, I mean, I think the real problem here is that if you think that your position will be improved by attacking the Charmed Ones, when you know that the new source is married to one of them and therefore kind of has them under his protection, if you make it known by attacking them that you think the way to move up is to kill them, you're saying that you doubt the position of the new source. And if enough people doubt the power of this new source, I feel like we can have a, a little a little general demon election of no confidence here, right? But... I mean, that's basically what ended up happening with the old source, right? Yeah. Like, he whiffed killing the Charmed Ones too many times. His people started turning on him. He ended up desperate. And then he got killed by the Charmed Ones. So... I, I, I just... I feel like the moral here is don't attack the Charmed Ones, but... I mean... I feel like once you're a demon I, I i don't i don't know i don't know what the good move is when you're a demon just kill other witches i mean leo's got a lot of charges who aren't you know the destined saviors or whatever i mean do you want to get in good with cole though do you want to get in good with cole and just assume that he's going to stay in power forever or do you want to like stay out of the politics of it really you know who has the right idea except it's not gonna end well for her but you know who has the right idea kira oh no kira definitely has the right idea which is stop being a demon as soon as possible but i meant this this seer oh yeah this year seers in general i guess that's to be expected isn't it yeah except for the naked table lady well yeah but i mean why sacrifice your life to save the source? You know he's not going to care. He's the source of all evil. This is what I'm saying. How is anything politically achievable in the underworld when everything is so volatile and it's a risk to ally yourself with the person who's in charge? Yeah. Like, I mean, honestly, I feel like the best bet as a demon is really just keep your head down and kind of 
try not to work for other people. You're not going to get ahead that way, though. You're, you're not going to get ahead that way, but, like, how many demons have we seen at this point in Charmed kill their underlings for basically no reason? How are there not factions all the time, though? Like, we're told that the reason there are factions now is because the source hasn't really secured his power yet, but how are there not factions all the time? Anyway, speaking of factions, one of the demons who was at Cole's meeting goes down to meet with some vampires and is like, hey, vampires! The vampires who were banned from the underworld because everyone thought they were too gross. I'm sorry. Do you remember the Key and Peele sketch with vampires? Yes. That's that's exactly who these vampires were. For our listeners who haven't heard it, by the way, you should totally you should totally seek out that Key and Peele sketch. But essentially, it's it's one guy who's just been turned into a vampire who's just making fun of all of the goth trappings of the of the old vampires. Okay, this is gonna be a weird note for Charmed, but. For Charms vampires, not horny enough. Huh. Like, they have a vampire queen, but she's barely hinted to be bisexual. She's not, you know, in a pit of undulating naked ladies. Come on. Like, you got this right here. Uh, what, what's it? Car- Camilla? Like, the lesbian vampire. No, I, I know who you mean. I just don't think that's right. Camilla? No, no I don't think Camilla's right. But... Like, this this is an established thing. You could have her surrounded by, like, more S&M-themed, or, you know, goth, whatever. Like, come on, this is this is an easy trope to lean into, and I really don't think they lean into it enough. I mean, they're wearing sexy red outfits, but that's about it. Yeah, like, where's the nuzzling? Where's Willow pretending to be Vampire Willow, trying to run her, her hand through that girl's hair and it getting stuck? You know what these vampires are? What? These vampires are... Was his name Ford? Yeah, Billy Fordham, because every single boy in, uh, every single boy in Buffy except for Xander's name is some variation of William. Yeah, yeah. This is, this is the vampire crew that Ford was running with in Buffy the Vampire Slayer, like, the goth people who wanted to become vampires. I'm sorry, this is such an easy trope to do. Nuzzling. Come on, people, we want to see hands on pecs and heaving bosoms and such it's very easy to do i mean we get a little bit of it but it's i mean they are they are they are grooming her one one woman one one sexy female vampire is brushing her hair and another sexy female vampire is doing her nails and then a third sexy female vampire is just like touching her shoulder i don't know i don't know what that's meant to be uh this is xena did a better version of this Xena did a more interesting version of this, too. Uh, well, here's here's the thing, Max. They're doing everything you're saying they should do. It's just that you're not buying it because they're not actually selling the chemistry. Yeah, that's that's fair. But Xena's like, version... I don't know what you want them to do other than be better at their jobs. Yeah, is, is this woman, like... Is the Vampire Queen, like... She's someone I'm supposed to recognize? I, I got no. real, like... We specially got a Playboy Playmate or something, or a model or something, so it, you don't have to worry about the fact that she can't act very well. Okay, not only is she no one, but if I remember this correctly, uh, when I was looking people up in this episode, she like is one of those people who paid oh. for her IMDb 
page. Oof. Yeah, it's always embarrassing when you see that. It's like it's like the people who pay for the blue check marks on Twitter. It's just it's just embarrassing. So, uh, in Xena, the vampire uh, equivalents mm-hmm. are the Bakai. Sure, of course. Why wouldn't they be? Yeah, I just, I just really like. I mean, they don't use main ads for some reason. They, they, although are are Bakai basically just main ads? I mean, they yes, because they are the handmaidens of Bacchus. Yeah, I, yes, I believe they're. It's just different words for the same thing. Yeah, it, it's a Halloween episode. If I couldn't be a vengeance demon, I would want to be a main ad. Really? I don't feel like you drink enough for... I would drink to be a main ad. Also, I would scratch the ground and honey would rise up from it. And then I would tear apart unworthy men. You know what? It just always comes back to vengeance demons. (laughs) I thought main ads were more... Tearing apart men in general. I, I didn't feel like there was an unworthy... I feel like if the men could keep up, they wouldn't get torn apart. <laughs> wow. Anyway, back at the matter. Piper's doing dishes. Yes, Piper is being domestic in a neighbor jacket for some reason. It's a turtleneck. Oh. She's just wearing a turtleneck. Never mind, I completely misread what she was wearing. Uh, it's a vampire episode. She's wearing a turtleneck. Yeah, and, uh, right. So Piper's subplot. Should we put a trigger warning for this? Yeah, probably because Piper's subplot deals with her concerns about her fertility. Yeah. So there. Uh, trigger warning. We are going to be talking about fertility. Some. Uh, are we gonna do that now, or are we gonna wait until it comes up more in the plot? No, I mean, just we're we're gonna talk around it. There's not. It's not. Um there's not like a deep thing there's not like a deep triggering moment it's just that that plot might be that that concept might be triggering yeah it's introduced in this episode it is going to be a running thing for piper until the end of the season i will talk about it more in the episode where it comes up but i have some issues with the thing that's allegedly keeping her from becoming pregnant spoiler alert piper gives birth three times over the course of the rest of the show I thought you're gonna have issues with the fact that they've been trying for like three months and she's freaking out that she's not pregnant yet. That's what I was gonna mention because she she uh, she has a little conversation with Leo. Leo orbs out, and uh, Paige is like, "You seem angry in a different way than you're normally angry." Honestly, I feel so bad for Paige this watch through. She really just wants to connect to Piper. She's like, "I know I'm not the sister you like, but you can talk to me," and. I don't know. She's just having to pull it out of Piper, but yeah. Piper talks about how her period was late and she was kind of hopeful that she would be, you know, pregnant because she talked to Leo about this. Like, now that the source is dead and gone forever, they're free to have children and not have to worry about demons attacking, which is very, very bad logic, but... It's true, though, that when you're actively trying to have kids, like, when you're actively trying to conceive, if you have a regular period, like, your period is six hours late, and you're like, oh my god, I I have all these phantom symptoms now. It's, that's, that's legitimate. But also, she's so concerned that there's something wrong, even though it's, it's, it, it, it's four like, months, she four says months. four months. She's, and... 
Paige points out correctly that, like, it usually takes about a year to get pregnant. Okay, I mean, it's not necessarily. I, not always, not for everyone, but, like... But a doctor won't see you for fertility issues until you've been trying for a year. Like, I know it, it's a narrative thing, the you know, law of inverse fertility or whatever, but it's also a thing in real life, like... It's harder to get pregnant than you think it is, except when it's not. I mean, I do know some people who got pregnant, like, the first month they were trying. But also, you know, I know people who didn't. Like, it's mm. it, it just, it's not, I mean, if you think about it, if you think about it, it's very, it's very much Death Star exhaust port going on here, right? You have, you have one shot. And you have to make it to that shot. You have one shot in 28 days that you have to, like, hit. Exactly. So, yeah. It might take a couple of months. But Piper... Okay. I did this once, and I, I was like, I'm not going to do it again. But I'm going to do it again now. Okay. There was an Ada that I read. Oh, my God. Okay, Reddit. Uh, Reddit, am I the asshole? Yes, which are very, very addictive. With this guy who, so he and his wife are trying to have a baby. Okay. They have not been successful thus far. They have been trying for three months. Okay. His wife gets invited to a co-worker of his who's like a casual friend of both of theirs. Uh-huh. Uh, this co-worker is throwing a baby shower. Okay. During the baby shower, his wife breaks down in tears about how she can never get pregnant because she's infertile okay but she doesn't know she she hasn't been like it has been three months and she starts crying all of the attention goes on to her he offers to leave with her and she's like no just you know head out i'm i'll be fine why does he think he might be ta the why does he think he might be the asshole because he does. He leaves her there for a few hours, then he comes to pick her up. She's still in hysterics. The woman who... Wait, wait, he leaves her at the baby shower? Yeah. No, no, you get her out of there. Yeah, that's why he thinks he might be tough. He wasn't at the baby shower. They called him because she was in hysterics. And then she was oh, like, oh, oh, oh. And then she was like, no, I'm fine, leave. And then when he came back later to pick her up, she was still the center of attention. And the woman whose baby shower it was had left and no one had noticed... I mean, it's not on him to to regulate the behavior of another adult, so I wouldn't say he's the asshole in that situation. Yeah, but people were really divided because there was a lot of, you know, your wife's an adult woman, you're not responsible for her, and there's a lot of, no, you actively ruined this woman's party by not taking your wife out, but also, you know. I mean, if she said, I'm fine, go, like, she's an adult, you have to, you have to respect the agency of adults. But And then you blame them for their actions, not their husband, who didn't, like, what, physically drag her out of there? <laughs> but she uh, she got all mad at him, and they were fighting, because he was like, you know, it's only been a few months, and it's probably not good to go around telling people you're infertile. Okay, look, I'm infertile. Mm-hmm. I'm, like, super infertile. That, like that is true. I am I am infertile enough that I'm like actively angry at all of the precautions I took all through my twenties and thirties. 
what a waste of time. That aside. Through, like... Th- for, for those of you wondering about our baby, we did... Science I- fiction. Yes, we, we did IVF. Yeah, yeah, I was, I was gonna, I was gonna say that, I was gonna say that. Yeah. Um, but my point, the point I was gonna make is, and look, I know, so I know being infertile is, like, it's very emotional. Obviously, I know that. Obviously, I went through all those things. And so I don't want to judge, like, other people having emotions, but also people around you are going to get pregnant. Mm. And that's just a reality. And if you, you might have to excuse yourself from some situations, but you can't, you, you can't be upset you 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 like not like not like you're not allowed to feel that like you physically can't go through life upset at every other pregnancy because it would it's it will be too much yeah i had a little bit of that our 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 daughter was born uh very very premature and i had a period of being not able to be around very very pregnant women yeah, I still kind of get a twinge because I was never I I didn't get to be very pregnant because I was only I was only in my second trimester when I gave birth, so seeing very pregnant women, especially women who are like, oh, it's been I'm ready to pop, I'm just ready to have this baby. Yeah, sometimes that just give me a twinge. But also, I live in the world that's full of pregnant women. You just and and, and I full of pregnant people of all genders. It just. You just you, you you just have to deal with it. You just deal with it. You just deal with it. And I know we live in a society. I know it's easy for us to say because our kid is great. Via science fiction, we were able to have an amazing kid. Yes, but also like it, we went through two years of of fertility struggles. So I'm like speaking from the point of view of those two years. Yeah, Piper, it's been four months. Calm, Calm down. down. Oh my God. Yes, that's what we're saying. Calm down, Piper. Yeah, she has this whole thing about how being thrown into walls by demons isn't very conducive to getting pregnant. And I have questions about healing. She thinks her womb got all shook up okay. like a snow globe. Okay, but the thing is, later in the later in the season when she goes to a doctor to find out why she can't get pregnant, the doctor tells her that. Like, because of repeated blunt force trauma to her midsection, her womb is upside down or something. I was gonna save that for when that actually comes up, but speaking of Reddit, I feel like that needs to go on the subreddit, not how women work. Yeah. Also, how does healing work? Wouldn't healing make you not have long-lasting physical damage from repeated blunt force trauma? Because otherwise, I have questions about. Yeah, if you don't have like long-term concussion damage, then this thing that doesn't exist should not be a thing. Like I, I this is. This is what happens when you get rid of Constance and Birch, honestly. This is what happens when, like, you you take the person who has a uterus who's, like, committed to the show and kick her, kick her to the curb. So, Cole has his paralegal, but God, is he treating her like a secretary. He has her call in the guy who's plotting with the vampires, and he's like, Hey, buddy! I'm the source of all evil, so I can totally tell that you're plotting against me with the vampires. Okay, wait, this isn't this isn't the guy who's plotting with the vampires. This guy actually is a vampire. Oh, yeah, there's a weird thing where there's a guy who's a vampire who's, like, seducee of Paige, but also there's a guy who's, like, on the demon council who's working with the vampires. Right, okay, but because the guy who was on the demon council went to the vampires and was like, let's forge an alliance, now the vampire queen has sent her emissary who's this guy i know they're all brown haired white guys it's all the same right but she sent this guy to cole to be like hey what about 
letting the vampires back in. We're not that tacky. Yeah, I know I know the old source kicked us out for being gross or whatever, but you're the new source. Can can you let us back in? Which how well I, I guess I guess we talked about the source being like the Phoenix Force where it does kind of have its own identity, but it also sort of merges with the person who it's possessing. Okay, so I feel like, and this is totally subjective, this is totally my opinion based on what seems to be happening and not anything they've said, but it seems like they are two separate entities, but like being inside of Cole, the source is starting to take on the things Cole cares about. Like, the source is being corrupted by Cole as opposed to the other way around. Like, the source has taken over Cole's body. It's puppeting Cole. Cole is not responsible for any evil that is committed in this body right now. Put a pin in that for later. Mm. But also, the source is being corrupted by Cole's, like, human emotions. Because, like, his emotions are still in there. But the source is like, yeah, buddy, vampires are still super gross. I don't want them in my shiny new evil kingdom now that i'm reuniting the evil factions or whatever no vampires in my demon toy box no vampires in my demon toy box and then page orbs in even though cole very very specifically said earlier in the episode no orbing into the new apartment okay so on the one hand cole really does seem to be trying to isolate phoebe from her sisters and that is a red flag for abuse and we know that cole is the source of all evil this is not good On the other hand, Cole is, as far as the sisters know, a human lawyer who is working out of his apartment and has human clients, human opposing counsel, human support staff working in that apartment, so maybe don't just orb into the middle of his living room. Is that the trade-off for having this super nice apartment? Like, I mean, I know it's not, this is a whole demon thing, but like... They're like, okay, our new law firm, which you have just joined, we're going to give you an apartment, but the trade-off is that you have to do business from it. No, I don't think so. But Cole's like, Paige, I didn't hear you come in a normal human way, I assume. Yeah, so he- Mr. Rowan. God, Rowan. Mr. Rowan. Why don't you leave the apartment in a perfectly normal way, as us normal humans are wont to do? So so he does. He leaves the apartment, and then Cole yells at Paige, because, seriously, come on. Yeah, again, he is the source of all evil, but also, like, you know, you shouldn't orb to a place where... Also, Paige really got the hang of her orbing really fast, She did, right? yeah. Like, we... Like, she, she couldn't really use it for the first few episodes. She had a little trouble with it a few times, but now she's she's pretty good at it now. Yeah. So, the reason Paige orbed in is because she wanted to talk to Phoebe, and the reason she wanted to talk to Phoebe is because Piper is feeling so down about not being pregnant, so she knew that she probably needed Phoebe to chat, right? You know, That's... the sister she actually cares about. Yeah, seriously. But Cole yells at her, Phoebe's not there. Paige says, you know what, Cole? Bite me! Uh, uh, but then, then, Jillian McMahon does this, like, he, like, chomps at her. Like, it's... That's your sister-in-law, dude. It's sexy. Super sexy. 
we went different directions here. Or possibly no, the I same think that's direction. the same direction. Yeah, yeah, that's your sister-in-law. Don't don't do that to your sister-in-law. I really like Paige's outfit. It's it's not... a tube top. Yeah, I mean it's not like work appropriate or anything, but, but she's, she's not, not at work. work, so. So she leaves, and of course she runs into Rowan in the hallway, and is like, "Hey, are you just talking to my brother-in-law? He's such a dick. I hate him." And and Rowan's like, "Yeah, me too." He's the worst. So, uh, you ever feel like you've got too much iron? He, she's got a lot of, she's like, are you a lawyer? And he's like, well, something like that. Wink, wink, because I'm a vampire. Hey, 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 Paige, do you have an iron deficiency? Do, do you want, want one? <laughs> Oof. But, I- yeah, they have this very awkward little flirt thing. Where, uh, honestly, this is more realistic than I feel like TV flirting usually is. Because, like, he he tells a little joke that she completely misses. Right! He's like, oh, cool, nice guy, huh? And Paige is like, I don't think so, I think he's a jerk! He's like, yeah, I know, that was a, was a sarcasm. It's being sarcastic. Honestly, I like how awkward this is. <laughs> Again, it's like real-life flirting. No one is as suave as, you know, they are on TV. That's accurate. Not even vampires, apparently. Especially not vampires and charmed. <laughs> so he asks her out. They're going to date, you know, or something. She tells him to meet up at P3 because that's the other set they have built. Mm-hmm. She does not own a stake in it. Yeah, she's like... A uh, stake, vampires. Oh, boo. But, yeah, no, this P3 is still owned by Piper and Phoebe alone. Although... I mean, and Peru, but she's dead, so it's not like she can do anything with it. In this episode, they talk about it as that only Piper has a, has a stake in it. Huh. Anyway, down in the vampire lair, this guy's like, hey, guess what? One of the Charmed Ones wants to bone me. Should I turn her into a vampire? And the other vampires are like, yes, good plan. Do that thing you just said. Yeah, and the demon who's working with them, why are these two different characters? Well, because this one has to be a vampire so that he can turn Paige into a vampire. And the other one has to not be a vampire because he's on the demon council. And the whole point is that vampires don't have a seat at the demon council. He even does this thing where he, like, brushes the shoulders of his jacket to show his disdain for vampires when Rowan got too close to him. The real question. Why does this character exist at all? No, why is there a vampire queen and Rowan? Like, if you wanted to clean it up, that's how you would clean it up. But then you wouldn't have a sexy woman in a vampire outfit other than Paige. Uh, see, I buy Rowan as being, like, the queen's right-hand man. The the demon seems unnecessary. Just have this guy constantly bugging Cole to get back on the demon council. Yeah, I guess he doesn't need to be approached by another demon. Yeah. I guess you don't need the demon council at all. The entire... When this started with Rowan approaching Cole about being readmitted to the demon count, that could have been the start of the thing. There were a lot of unnecessary- Yes! (laughs) There's a lot of shit we don't need in this episode. Yeah. Man, this is a long walk to get to Paige in a, I'm gonna be honest here, unflattering sexy outfit. I like it conceptually. I feel like maybe a different material made have made it work better. No, it's a hundred percent. The problem is one hundred percent the cut of the outfit, and I don't want to imply for a second that Rose McGowan is anything other than a bombshell, total knockout. But 
the the outfit is like a a like crisscross halter that covers her boobs mm-hmm. and then like a low slung skirt all in like red silk and the skirt part hits her at the least flattering part of her hips like it makes her look really boxy because the amount of skin that it's showing is just like weirdly too much skin so that it 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 makes her look like she has no shape and then the part that cuts across her boobs also contributes to that like she doesn't have a shape it 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 hides it 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 shows so much skin but it hides the shape of her body i think it would have worked more if it was flowier i feel like that's sort of what they were going for but you can't really have flowy and revealy at the same well, i guess you can. i would have had a i would have had a red crop top that was tight around the boobs but with flowy sleeves like long flowy sleeves and then a flowy skirt where the waist hit at her natural waist and not at her hips. See, I, I think I would have kept the crisscross thing, but I would have brought it further down so it was more of a long skirt. It is a long skirt. Yeah. I mean, again, I feel like this outfit should work. It should. And yet. We haven't even got to it yet, though. Back at P3... Back at P3, Paige is complaining about meeting a guy through Cole, and Piper's like, oh, are you on, are you back on your, oh, Cole's evil and he's going to try to kill us all kick? And Paige is like, I'm not saying anything about that. I'm not saying anything about that. Right. Anyway, then Phoebe comes up and is like, hey, can I have some drinks for free, or do I not get to drink free now that I don't live at home? And they're like, girl... You don't get to drink at all because you're clearly dying from this harpy scratch. Yeah, they ask Leo. Why has Leo not tried to heal her yet? Because, you know, they're like, maybe Leo should try to heal it. And Leo's like, okay. And he goes for it. And they're like, not in public, you fucking idiot. I mean. I, I mean, I guess, but. Can't they go to that little VIP corner? I'm sorry. A, yes, that, but B, healing is, like, one of the least showy powers. It's a little light shining out of your hand. I know this is pre-smartphone, but, like, come on. Maybe Piper's worried that one of her bartenders will see Leo, like, pulling down the shoulder of Phoebe's shirt and, like, caressing her shoulder and think that something's going on. Also, can Leo heal you out of turning into something? Because... I feel like that should get more play if he can. I don't know. That's a good question. Anyway, oh my god. Paige goes to talk to Phoebe and is like, hey Phoebe, I want to talk to you about something. I orbed into your house the, uh, earlier today. And and then Phoebe like freaks out. She's like, oh my god, you orbed in. Was Cole mad at you? Now I'm going to have to deal with that. Now I'm going to have to go home to an angry husband. This She's is like... just shrieking and shrieking. I know I've said that before, but... What the fuck is up with Phoebe? She's no, just... this this feels so domestic violence victim to me. This feels like, this feels like she's so upset that you upset her husband because she's going to take the brunt of it. Mm. Like this is not. If I'm Paige, this is not calming me down about Cole. So Phoebe stalks out of the club, leaving Paige to get attacked by bats outside of the club because Paige leaves too, and. Uh, Okay, I'm sorry. So, yeah, like you said about the vampires not being sexy, right? Shouldn't he be, like, 
sexily seducing her and turning her into a vampire. No, she literally gets attacked by bats next to a dumpster. Oh, Dr. Aculum, don't stop. You can't, like, I, you can, obviously, but it seems bizarre to do, like, try to do sexy vampires, but also being attacked by lots of bats vampires. This is, like, the non-sexy part about vampires, Especially because so then we immediately cut to Paige in the hospital with a doctor who's like, yeah, we need to give you all of the rabies shots. Okay. You know what's sexy? Rabies. Also, also, I mean, I know it's easy to Monday morning quarterback this sort of thing, but... A, so easy. A bat flies at Paige and knocks her to the ground, which, I mean, I guess she was probably wearing keels or something. But, like, you are under constant demon attack. Something goes whizzing at your head. You orb out of there. ABO, Paige. Always be orbing. Yeah, it's true. Also, even when it knocked her to the ground, she should have been able to orb away. Yeah, or when all the bats started swarming her. You had so many opportunities to not be there anymore. Okay, so I just want to say that the doctor's like, we need to get her on a rabies shot. We need to get a rabies shot. And I just want to throw a PSA out just in case it, you know... Is helpful to one of our listeners someday. Uh huh. Rabies shots only work if you get them before the symptoms of rabies show up. So if you're attacked by like a raccoon or a dog that you might think that you think might be rabid or a bat, if you get bit by an animal, you need to go to the hospital immediately and get started on a rabies like treatment because once the symptoms start to show, it's too late. It's a fun fact. The more you know. According to Wikipedia, it kills over five Americans every year. No, but the thing is, it's totally curable if you get the shot before the symptoms show. And that's hard because you might be like, oh, I'm fine. I don't need to. No, don't put it off. Especially in America where it's like, oh, I should just wait and see if it's okay before I go get health care. Nope. Nope. Not in this instance. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Anyway, it feels like it's been a bit since we've seen, I mean, obviously we saw some with Paige earlier this season before, but I feel like we're seeing less and less hospital sets than we used to because the hospital was like a reoccurring thing in the first couple of seasons. But once, once white lighters were like introduced and solidly a part of the plot, there were a lot less reasons to go to hospitals. Is that accurate? I feel like we still see hospitals like... I feel like we only saw them, like, two or three times a season. I think that's still the case. I don't know. Uh, more season one than season two, I think. But I feel like regularly hospitals were a thing. Mm. Piper getting attacked by the Wendigo. Uh, Prue crashing her car because of the dream sorcerer thing. Phoebe, uh, the bike thing in the pilot episode. Man, I really want to make a location Excel spreadsheet now. I do How many sets does Charmed have? I do love an Excel spreadsheet. And they're going to be they're going to be very, very not let Piper go to a hospital E once Piper, spoiler alert, actually is pregnant. Like, they make a really big deal out of the fact that she can't, like, get a checkup or give birth in a hospital because she's got a magic baby, which but it's not it's not an alien. Yeah. Every single one of you was a magic baby at some point. Or fetus. Sorry, I'm just thinking about those Excel spreadsheets. <sighs> Ooh. 
Paige is like, yeah, I got attacked by a bunch of bats, so vampires, right? Obviously vampires. And Piper's like, there's no such thing as vampires. Oh, no. There's this weird thing where they're like, you don't have to worry about being turned because vampires can only turn you in their human forms. They actually say vampires only attack in their human forms, not as bats. Which, where are you getting that information, ladies? Yeah, like, even further into the episode, uh... Page is like, maybe you should get your information from something that isn't vampire media, which feels like it's another shot at Buffy, but like... Mm, definitely a shot at Buffy. But like, no, that's a weird, weird conclusion to jump to. But Paige is getting her blood drawn, I guess, to see if she has rabies or... Yeah, because they're going to test her blood. Um, Hey, you know how you were talking about that Ada, about the woman making everything all about her? Mm-hmm. Oh, Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Phoebe faints, and she's like, oh, too much attention on someone else. Oh, oh. Yep, yep. I know that your sister is the one who's in the hospital, but... I like how Piper and Leo just watch Phoebe fall on the floor. <laughs> like, you could have made an effort to catch her, but they just, they just watch her go down. That's funny. It's true. Either of them could have caught her. Anyway, we... She... The next thing we see, she's in the car, and she's calling Cole to be like, Hey, honey, don't worry, I fainted, but everything's okay. Oh, by the way, Paige got attacked by bats. How weird is that? And Cole's like, ugh, really? I just, I, I, okay, I'm gonna have to go not kill some people, but, like, try not to get turned into anything, okay? Can, can <laughs> you do me a favor and not get turned into anything? And Phoebe's like, yeah, it's probably fine. I think I'm outside of the window for turning into a harpy now. I feel like if it was going to happen, it would have happened at this point in the episode. Right. Oh, then she tells Cole, she's like, hey, Cole, can you meet us at home? And Cole's like, I'm at home. That's where you called me. And she's like, oh, I'm at the manor. Oh, she slipped up and called the manor home. How sad. Sucks for you, Cole. Cole hangs up the phone and his blonde assistant lady's like, so, what's it like having human emotions for a human woman? Okay, okay. She tells him, she tells him, you can't let, you can't let the vampires get a charmed one on their side. And he's like, it's very dramatic. He's like, don't you think I know that? But also, yeah, don't you think he knows that? The Charmed Ones would make a good pawn. Oh, gee, what an interesting idea that had definitely never occurred to me, the source of all evil, when I impregnated one of them. Seriously, lady. Do you think she's one of those people who, like, really, really believes in that movie trope where there's, like, a room full of really smart scientists and they can't figure out a problem and then, like, Joe Average walks into the room and has a really simple solution and they're like... Oh my god, we were all too smart to figure it out. No, I think she's one of those people who, like, comes in and steals other people's ideas and just says them loudly. Oh my god, I hate that so much. Or, or, uh, it, it was in Buffy, but it's also a real thing, which I hate when people do it so much. Do you remember in the, uh, the episode with Marcy, the invisible girl, how she tells, like, this little joke? And no one responds, and then Cordelia tells the same joke, and everyone laughs. I don't remember that part, but yeah. Yeah, it's a real thing that happens in real life, and I'm just... 
it bugs me so much don't if you do that you're a bad person the people who laugh or the person who steals the joke i mean honestly both like anyway back at the manor they're in the attic trying to figure out vampires even though she got attacked by a swarm of bats people it's vampires yeah yeah they're looking for other stuff it's obviously vampires I, I like how Grams is like, you know what? I'm not dealing with this. Yeah. Grams is like, I could flip to the vampire page, but no. No, they have to learn. <laughs> Spoiler alert. No, they don't. <laughs> Cole comes in and Phoebe like runs up to him and is like, oh, Cole, I was so scared without you. I know I'm like one of the most powerful witches in the world, but oh. I need my, my human husband to. <sighs> okay. Okay. They go downstairs looking for Paige, and she's hanging from the ceiling like a bat. And then she turns into a bat and flies out the window, and Cole's like, I told you. Why was the window open? Oh, no. we, we went different ways with that, because but, when he came up, he was like, it's a vampire. And they're like, vampires don't attack as swarms of bats. And he's, and he's like, like, yes, they do. What the fuck? <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, was the solution too obvious for you? I... I know I've mentioned it on our podcast before, but it's one of the reasons that I really, really love the movie From Dust Till Dawn. And you know my rule, you know my rule about supernatural shows, is that if the show has a supernatural concept, from the second the concept is introduced, you have 15 minutes before the main characters accept the premise of the show, or else I'm out. You're taking too long, and it's boring. And that's why I love From Dust Till Dawn. When the vampires attack and everybody retreats into the stock room... And the guy is like, all right, I don't want to hear there's no such thing as vampires because we all agree those were fucking vampires, right? Okay, next thing. Spoiler alert for uh, From Dusk Till Dawn. Yes, it is it, Yes, it is past the stage where, you know, it's, it's free game for spoilers, but also... It's a really fun movie to show people without... People who don't know what the twist is, it's a really fun movie to show them and just act like it's a regular hostage movie. Because it comes, like, halfway through the movie. It is a long time before the vampires show up. Like, it's... And yeah, it, it's been a long time since I saw it. I don't know if it holds up or not, but I kind of want to rewatch it. Yeah, yeah. Selma Hayek is, like, a vampire queen. Yeah. Hey, there's someone who knows how to be a vampire queen. Yeah, no joke. I remember when I showed it to somebody who hadn't seen it, who didn't know what the twist was. And then when, like, the vampires turned into vampires and started attacking people, she was like, is this a dream sequence? So Piper grabs a meat cleaver and she's like, well, guess we got to cut off Paige's head. And Cole's like, yeah, you know, there's a there's a way to, to get, you know, to get Paige back to normal, right? That doesn't involve cutting off her head. Okay, so apparently if you kill a vampire... Okay, first of all, if you kill a vampire, all of their vampire children die. That's a common thing in vampire mythos, even though it's like... Then why are there any vampires? Mm. Right? Yeah. yeah, that means the original vampire has to not be dead. I mean, I guess it is kind of... Maybe there's like a generational thing where it only goes like one generation down, so it guarantees that you won't be killed by your children. Maybe. There actually is a really cool thing in What We Do in the Shadows, the TV series, mm. where it turns out that, like, the sire of all vampires is, like, cared for by the Vampire Council and escapes, and then all of the vampires are like, oh no, we're all gonna die now. He's gonna die and we're all gonna die. Oh, does it follow those rules too? Yeah, it follows those rules too. Er, 
Well, he doesn't end up dying. And there are some people who think that those rules are just a myth. So we actually never know. Mm. Now that you mention it. Huh. But it doesn't matter. The point is, how do, how do vampires... How, how are there any vampires if that's the rule? Also, the rule... This follows the vampire rule that you don't actually become a vampire until you kill someone else. Which shows up in Dresden Files as well. Hmm. I'm trying to think if there are other vampire mythologies where that shows up. Okay, this is going to be a real weird pull. Is this a webcomic? I know there's a webcomic where that's the premise. Uh, no. This is a Canadian kid show that I got super into in college for some reason called My Babysitter is a Vampire. Oh, yeah, sure, sure. I got... I watched that once. The... It started off as a movie, and then it was a TV show. Did you watch the TV show or the movie? I watched the TV show um, in a altered state. Yes, I was also watching it in an altered state, which... It didn't It didn't enhance the experience for me. I enjoyed it. it it's it's fun. It's about this, this kid who's in high school, and his parents hire a slightly older high school girl who he has a crush on. To babysit him and she gets turned into a a vampire but the the important distinction is that she is a fledgling vampire she gets turned but she has not drunk human blood herself yet and therefore she's not evil like all other vampires weird thing the kid in that show is uh, the main character in that show uh-huh. is a seer who gets visions oh and, Interesting. Yeah, and he's he's got like this special blood type that vampires are really into, and that's where sort of the drama of it comes from. Got it. Got it. Uh, is he part fairy? I don't know. I think it only got one season, so that was a True Blood reference. That it turns was a out true the reason everyone likes yeah. Suki's blood so much is because she's part fae. Yes. Which was very very. The TV show did not want to commit to that. She spends, like, one episode in Fairyland, and then she's like, you know what, this is dumb, and she just leaves. I mean, it was in the books. It was in the books. And they had this weird thing where, like, that's why Jason had so much sex was because he had this, like, fae glamour thing that he was subconsciously using. Yeah, like Star Fox. Yeah. The marvel character who was played by harry styles in the eternals movie what oh i'm sorry spoilers for the eternals movie oh man i guess i gotta watch that i mean i, I already knew i had to watch it but man yeah that is incorrect is, that is incorrect casting i mean i know i know people are into i know i, I i'm sorry i can't i can't I have to recalibrate my brain before I can go back to talking about Charmed now that you've given me this piece of information. I mean, it's not like you find Star Fox a sexy character either from the comics. You're supposed to. Are you? He he's looks a, the way he does. He's a fox from the stars. Yes. He was named by Janet Van Dyne, who is just very, very horny for this random space guy whose real name is Eros. So, yeah. She's really good at naming things. She also named the Avengers. That is true. She did. You'd think that she'd have at least one good costume. She has thousands of good costumes. She has thousands of costumes. <laughs> Statistically, some of them had to be good. I I like the like blue and uh, 
red number that she had for a little while there in the 80s, but... So, they need to kill the vampire queen before Paige feeds, and then Paige will go back to being a human. Fun fact, sorry, just to go back to just one sec to uh, my babysitter is a vampire. Yes. The main character's best friend uh, was a witch. He found out he was a witch and he had witch powers, and he had an evil grandmother who okay. was also a witch who taught him witchcraft. Nice! So I, Holy I'm Grams! Sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm just like, I feel like they were borrowing not a small amount from Charmed. Well, I mean, I don't... I, I guess these are just genre tropes. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, because... I guess a precog is sort of a very necessary part of... Yeah, yeah. So, at the manor, they realize that all of this, the harpy attack, the vampire attack, everything that's been going on, is because the factions are jockeying for, you know, the love of Source Daddy. Didn't they already know that? Well, they're assuming that there's a new Source now. Exactly, Before Before they're like... I don't get why they make this switch here because before they were assuming that demons were gunning for them to try to fill the power vacuum but now they're like oh there must be a new source they're trying to impress why wouldn't you assume this was still a filling the power vacuum thing it's because they realize that with all of these different demons in town it must be because of the demon convention that cole called but they don't know it's cole obviously so they're also i guess they just have a bunch of weapons in the attic because is this they always buffy? do I guess they had that sword that Paige orbed into that guy. Yeah, they've always got a bunch of weapons in the attic. That's not new. Is it not new? I remember they had the uh, they had the space heater next to the bucket of water when they had to fight the horror movie icons. Oh my god. Ugh. Anyway, Cole tells Phoebe that he doesn't want her to go fight because he doesn't want her to get hurt. And she's like, I'm literally a charmed one. That's just... Deal. It, it's Deal. my job. And then she and Piper leave the attic with their swords, and he gets really angry, and he angrily flames away. He flames back into his office where there's another evil council meeting. I do like we didn't really mention it, but he offhandedly mentioned to his assistant lady to have the Queen of the Harpies killed. Queen of the Harpies! And he also tells all of the demon council, he's like, don't don't fuck with the charmed ones or i will kill you because remember one of them is my wife yes i have a wife who is one of the charmed ones she is hopefully pregnant with my evil spawn who will usher in a new age of darkness where we will all feed on as many humans as we want in the open because we will you know overthrow the heavens and the earth will run red with the blood and other viscera of the innocent so if you want that to happen, leave my goddamn wife alone. Demons are not known for their long-term planning abilities. Anyway, speaking of, the evil paralegal is like, okay, but just, if you just let Paige die, then there won't be charmed ones, and Phoebe will still be pregnant with your demon seed. And he's all like, yeah, but Phoebe would be sad. And, you know, emotions, complicated humanity or whatever and the demon paralegal's like god i'm so happy i don't have to deal with that so down in the uh down at the vampire's lair the vampires are feeding and rowan has brought in Paige, who's all like 
I am a vampire now, and I'm ready to be a sexy vampire. I'm walking all sexy. And the vampire queen does the face drag hand thing. Okay, seriously, we're kind of making fun of this, but this this was the moment where I was like, Rose McGowan was born to play a vampire. I can see Rose McGowan watching this vampire queen lady and being like, oh my god, I could do this so much better than her. I would like to believe that Paige in this moment is like, oh bitch, I'm gonna take over your position so fast. As soon as I am turned full vampire, it's it's over for you. It's, it's curtains for you, vampire queen. Lacy gently wafting curtains, to quote a different Joss Whedon property. But red silky curtains that for some reason are not cut in a way that flatters me. Yeah, a couple of the vampire handmaidens just kind of throw on the vampire <laughs> outfit over her. They like rip off her. This is a real like Scarlet O'Hara thing, right? Like, are all vampire outfits made out of vampire curtains? Okay. Also, the 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 vampire queen's like. Your first kill should be an important one, so I'm not going to just have you drink the guy who's sitting on the table over there, thus locking in my control over you. Instead, I'm going to make you drink from one of your sisters because your first kill has to be significant. Except it doesn't. It should be significant. This is, this is the danger of purity culture. No, no. The vampire queen has internalized the idea that your first one has to be important, and therefore she, like... Let's Paige slip through her, her her fingers. Like, like I know we all want to be we all want to be Angel killing his dad, or uh, do we? Or Spike killing his. We don't all want to be, but the Anne Ricey vampire lore is like, no, you need to. Your parents need to be your first, or your family needs to be your first. Okay, kill. nobody nobody wants to be Spike killing his mom. That was some psychosexual <laughs> nightmare shit. Well, but he stole it from Lestat. So yes, he did. But we do all want to be Spike killing the people who made fun of him at the party. Do you think he was mad he couldn't find Cecily? Like, he had to have wanted to attack Cecily, right? Of course he had to want to. My question is, do you think that his killing all of those people who were at that party, do you think that that... The events, which happen off screen, we don't see how any of that goes down. Mm -hmm. Do you think any of those events are what led to de Hoffren contacting Cecily and turning her into a vengeance demon? Oh, no, I assumed she was already a vengeance demon and she was working the party. Oh, interesting. Okay. No, I assumed Cecily was a human at the time. Okay, wait, when did, uh, when did the Russian Revolution happen? I don't know. Okay, because we know that she was an active vengeance demon during that. Okay, okay. But the timelines might work for... I, yeah, I, I always assumed she was already a vengeance demon at the time. Okay, tweet at us and tell us what, what the backstory you think is about Cecily turning into a, a vengeance demon. In Buffy. Yes. They, they never talk about Buffy, right? I, I feel like it's a safe assumption for us. What was her name as a, as a demon again? Callie. Yeah. Huh. Do you think De Hoffred had to make you change? Because he, he renamed Anyanka. He, he renamed Ankh into Anyanka. Yeah. So I guess that was just a thing. You'd pick a new name. or you he'd, wouldn't, pick he, a he, new he'd, name. he'd pick a new name. Mm -hmm. That's the thing about vengeance demons. Like It kind of seems from the outside like it's a liberating 
not feminist I know, exactly. I know, I know. You're under the control of Tahafran. I know it's not great. Yeah, and you are essentially performing for the amusement of the lower beings. Wait, what? It's part of it. Being a vengeance demon. I mean, you're not performing for their amusement. Like, the pain or whatever you add is... Uh, got it, what got it. Is, but... I know I'm I'm referencing something that Anya like offhandedly throws out a couple of times, but I, I don't know. Even and Dehofren is not the best boss. But, look, but look as what far happened as... to Halfric. Halfric, remember the whole name, Halfric. As far as demons go, though, he's not the worst boss you could have. He's not the worst, but like. Honestly, he it, does kill Halfric, who is loyal to him for no reason, to punish Anya. But well, that is a reason. It's not a good reason, but I, through no fault of her own, I meant. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, I guess it's it's not great. It's not great. It's not great, but honestly, in terms of demons to work for, like, you get travel perks. Mm-hmm, you get mm-hmm. the teleportation thing. You get to wield the power of the wish. You're functionally immortal. Okay, here's my question about the power of the wish. Mm-hmm. Also, you get to choose your own specialty. Anya did scorned men. Halfric did uh, abused children. Yes. Okay, but here's my question about the about the power, right? Mm-hmm. So, part of the the thing about the wish is it's like an ironic granting of the wish. Granting the wish does destroy the person who made the wish. Mm-hmm. When we see Anya grant it, we see that happen. When we see Halfric grant the wish for dawn dawn is also trapped in the house with everyone right but is that a requirement i don't well i don't think it is because we know vengeance demons have discretion and how they grant their wishes which we see in the season seven thing where halfrick has little intervention with anya where she's like look you're getting a reputation for being soft because she made that guy french yeah that, that woman wished her ex was a frog and she turned him French, which is kind of offensive, but, you know, it's better than being an actual frog, right? And I, I can't imagine that came back on the woman who, yeah. who made the wish. Yeah, like, I feel like you do have a lot of discretion in how you use your powers. Like, there are way worse demons to work for than Dehofren. Alright, that's still my that's still my number one. If I get turned into a magical creature, I want to be turned into a vengeance demon. Uh, I mean justice demon. As Halfrick would say. Well, my retirement plan, which is different but similar, is I want to be turned into a old school gay wizard from He Man, the original eighties cartoon. Okay. You know, I I live in a sort of pastoral sci fi fantasy setting. Where I have tea with a lisping dragon, and I have a garden, which I tend by saying dumb rhyming shit. I don't know, mine sounds a lot more fun. I'm just saying, I'm going to enjoy my retirement. I mean, I know you would enjoy your... (laughs) My working retirement? But very low effort. Well, I mean, honestly, Reddit makes it so easy. I'll just, like... I'll just, like, go to everybody who posts on r slash relationships. Okay, when, 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 we will get back to this episode in just a second. When DeHoffrin tried to recruit Willow, do you think he was trying to fill the 
scorned lover vengeance demon hole left by Anya. Yeah, I think because I, I think he would have given her Anya's uh, pendant. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Hmm. But also, I don't think that it had. I don't think she would have have had to be scorned lover. I mean, she she took out Warren. I think that Willow's. Well, the context that he I did know, for recruiting her he... was Oz leaving. Oh, right. I forgot that he approached her about that first. Yeah. Because then he approaches her again after the thing with Warren. And he's like, oh, yeah, yeah. Carl has the has the drawing of that hanging up in his cubicle. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's definitely what he would have done. So Paige goes to the manor to try to find her sisters to eat them, but they're not there. And she's like, I'm so hungry. Can we stop and get charmed mcdonald's on the way home and rowan is like we have charmed ones at home i mean except we don't because they're not but rowan's like no your first kill has to be special i'm gonna talk about it in terms of a sexual experience you know it's so hot when you put their junk in your mouth and then etc etc honestly if they wanted to make this guy sexy they should have had him turn page instead of her being attacked by a swarm of bats oh and then she's like how many how many people have you fed on? He's like, so many, I can't even keep track, but you never forget your first one. Get it? It's like sex. They're literally talking about his body count. Ugh, boo. But yeah. No, it is. Yeah, like, there wasn't like... a pun or anything. Oh, then he tells her, as a vampire, one of the vampire powers is that you can decide who you want to eat and then instantly find them, which feels like a weird vampire power it feels like the writers needed to get her to where everyone else is and didn't know how to do it so they're like i don't know maybe it's a magic power vampires have to be fair the vampires in the sims have that ability to magically locate people no they don't yeah in the sims 3 oh i was okay so speaking of buffy and how much this show wants to be buffy is it a shocker that we're talking a lot about Buffy in a vampire-themed episode? More than usual, you know I would what's, say. You know what's weird is this is a vampire-themed episode, and we spent so much time talking about vengeance demons. <laughs> yeah, it's a vampire-themed episode. We've been talking about a lot of other stuff. Anyway, Piper and Phoebe are in the cemetery trying to find Paige. And running into a lot of other demons who are running away from them because they don't want to hurt them because Cole told them not to. And and Phoebe's like, is that weird that demons keep running from us? And Piper's like, I mean, not really. Doesn't it logically track that demons wouldn't want to fight the people who are mystically able to get, like, which, yeah. But, what it, but demons, whatever. Let's have a conversation about our respective fertilities. Well, you know, Phoebe's still run down, and Piper's like, maybe you're pregnant, and Phoebe's like, no, I peed on a stick, and thank God I'm not pregnant. It would the, be the worst thing if I was pregnant. The stick did burst into flames, though. Is that unusual? <laughs> and then Piper lets her know the thing about she's been trying for four months, and she's not pregnant yet. And Phoebe's like, oh no, now that I've moved out of the house, it's impossible for you to have real conversations with me, and... Well, Phoebe, was this conversation not about that? Well, I mean, kind of is. She also realizes that when Paige orbed over to her apartment, this is why. And she's like, oh, oh, I'm, I'm a bitch. I, I'm the one who's been a bitch making it all about me. And, and, and somehow, 
my realization that I'm a bitch who's making it all about me is making this conversation all about me. <laughs> okay, Paige shows up to eat them. Thank God. Thank you, Paige. Paige, sexy bat teleports onto a giant, giant gravestone. I'm sorry, who died there that had that giant-ass gravestone? I assume it's like a whole family buried there. Like, at the same time? No, like... They were all in the same boat. No, no, there are tombstones like that, where it's like a husband and wife, and like the husband will be buried there, and like the wife's side will just be blank until she dies. It's like Mm -hmm. a thing. Yeah, but this is a really big... (laughs) It's like a really big gravestone. There had to be a lot of people. (laughs) Or just two really rich people. Maybe it's like the Smith family in that one episode of American Dad. Exactly, right? It's the land they own. Paige, you know, takes down Piper and is about to feed on her. And she says, it's time for us to bond as sisters. And I'm like, it's so sad. (laughs) Even as a vampire, she just wants to be your sister. Just let her be your sister. So, Leo appears because they need him to orb after page and he orbs them into the vampires like where do the vampires live if they got kicked out of the underworld i guess they just wait, live wait, in wait. caves so when leo orbs in it like scares page away and she runs off and then he orbs them somewhere else no i yeah they just live in like caves and then we see a cave filled with bats vampire bats and the vampire queen and rowan and page are like huddled in a corner and the vampire queen's like, I'm going to turn you all, and then I'll be the most powerful woman in the underworld. Okay, to be fair to the vampire queen, she realizes that she has lost at this point, and that her only chance is like a Hail Mary of talking the other two sisters into being vampires. I love how Piper just straight up ignores her and is like, yo, Paige, cut it out. Stop being a vampire now. Stop it. Stop it. So <laughs> so she's like, so the vampire queen's all, attack my minions, attack. Don't let her talk Paige out of being a vampire. Attack my children of darkness. And all of the bats like swarm them. And Phoebe's just like spritzing them with holy water. And Leo's just like wailing on them with a bat. And then he gets knocked unconscious because. Jesus Christ, Leo. Does, does he have blood? Could vampires drink Leo's blood or is it just I'm gonna like say blue no. sparkles? Yeah, I'm going to say no. And then like, oh my god, Phoebe's trying to kickbox one of the vampires? Like what? No. So Cole walks in and is like, Jesus fucking Christ. He's throwing fireballs. He's blowing up vampires left, right, and center. Phoebe ends up staking what's-his-bucket. Rowan. Rowan. And then, and then the vampire queen grabs Paige to make a, to make an escape while this is all going down. Cole follows them into a different part of the cave and he's like, he, he knocks out Paige like instantly and he's like, come on, you, you swung, you took a big swing. Yep. And he's like, this is why we don't let vampires at the demon meetings. Like you took your shot and you failed miserably. What's the lesson here? You don't need to know it because I'm going to kill you when he blows her up. Okay, here's the thing. He blows her up so that in the main part of the cave, Leo and Piper and Phoebe see all of the other bats like burst into flame and die. And they're like, oh, the queen must have just died somehow. 
I have no follow-up questions. Somehow Palpatine unreturned. Right? They run into the room where Paige was, and Paige is just regaining consciousness because I guess she was knocked unconscious for the shortest period of time ever. Cole, Cole didn't do that. He like kind of knocked her down so that she wouldn't see that it was Cole. And so she knows that the source killed the vampire queen, but she doesn't know that Cole is the source. And they're all like, oh, I guess that tracks because we know that vampires aren't in good standing. They attack the Charmed Ones, factions. Okay, whatever. It's fine. Yeah. I, I guess the source didn't want them to have the influence of the Charmed Ones. And Paige is like, it's weird that he didn't kill me, though. And Piper's like, not really. I mean... <laughs> The source never really finishes the job when he has a charmed one on his mercy. Remember, I was in his cave and I was in that delusion or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, back at the manor, thank God, thank God they have Paige now. Because Paige is like, hey, Piper, the guy who was a vampire who turned me, I met him at Cole's penthouse. I know that you don't want to hear it, but I'm pretty sure Cole's evil. And Piper's like... Yeah, you know what? I can see it. And Paige is like, oh my god, you're not screaming at me. This is like the best. This is my best day as a witch ever. I I know this is such a little thing, but I really like that Piper is just wearing a t-shirt in this scene. Because, like, it always feels like the Charmed Ones are way too dressed up for just sitting around the house. Mm-hmm. And I just really like the fact that Piper is just in a t-shirt. I was thinking how much I like Paige's casual outfit, which is just, like, a cardigan and pigtails. Yeah. Like, it, it's nice to see them just chilling. Yeah. Meanwhile, uh, so Paige calls to talk to uh, Phoebe, and Cole's like, I'm sorry, Phoebe's still a little out of it. She went to see the doctor to make sure everything's okay. She's probably not turning into a harpy, right? We're, like, two minutes away from the end of the episode. <laughs> be a weird thing to throw in in the last minute there You're like what oh right the thing from the beginning of the episode no we're way past that and phoebe's like hey cole hang up on my sister i want to talk to you you need to know that i'm more important than you and i'm a charmed one and i have like a destiny and stuff and i know you're a lawyer now or whatever but my needs trump yours at all times and i'm really important and you're like a filthy garbage person who i let you know touch my boobs sometimes we, we got that straight. And Cole's like, yeah, okay. And he gives her a little kiss and walks out of the room. I know the, the actual, the actual gist of the conversation is that Cole can't be worried about her all the time because she is a charmed one. She is going to be in danger, et cetera, et cetera, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. Then he leaves, the phone rings. She picks it up and it is a doctor telling her that she is in fact pregnant to which she immediately faints. What is up with her fa- I know it's a demon pregnancy, but what is up with the fainting? You are a charmed one. Get it together. I'm glad that it isn't cliffhangery because it seems like it's going to be at first. She's like, I'm what? And then she faints and then the doctor's like, pregnant. You're pregnant. Did you hear me? Pregnant. Well, they could have they could have made it a cliffhanger by having her be like it's the doctor with the test results and then cutting before she faints. Like, what the hell? Maybe Phoebe's secretly part goat. <laughs> uh, is, it too, is it too late to reference a fainting goat? Was that like an internet meme thing? I know they're actual animals and it's an actual thing. But... I, I don't know. I think it might be. It might be. But that's the end of the episode. I was 
excited for this episode and ended it. It's fine. It's fine. It's a serviceable episode of Charmed. There, I don't know. As we talked about it, I was like, when I was watching it, it just, it washed over me. It was fine. But as we talked about it and dug into it, I'm like, man, we could have made this thing a lot tighter. Like, this would have, we, they should have called us in. I mean, there should have been. 20 years ago to tighten this one up. The crux of the episode should have been Rowan's seduction of Paige. That should have been the big thing. Not her being attacked by a swarm of bats. What the hell? In a parking lot, the sexiest place to be turned into a vampire. Couldn't even be an alley. It's tradition. Alleys. Also, since the whole thing is like Paige not feeling like she's one of the sisters, it would have been really cool if her like desire to turn them had been a real motivating force in the episode. Yeah, they mention it a little bit, the whole like you're part of a family now if they kind of leaned into that a little more the vampire queen is such a non-entity though honestly they never never would have done this in the year that the charmed came out you know what i didn't have a time freeze it might be my time freeze that they never would have done this should we move on to our segment so you can use it for that or well i was just gonna say they should have had to rowan should have been a woman so that rowan and the vampire queen could mirror um piper and phoebe right so it could have been like these two women are going to be your family now but also it should have been like a sexy seduction and they never would have done a sexy female seduction of Paige at this time i know i know there was vampire willow but that's different oh i I was actually gonna talk about the not not at length but the uh the vampire episode of xena with, oh. with the bot guy also had a lot of softcore lesbian stuff in it, but that is sort of just par for, that's sort of par for course for Xena. Mm-hmm. That's, that's basically the entire show. So I think we should do our segments? Uh, yeah. Yeah, much like the Charmed Ones, we have our own power of three. Much like Phoebe, I had no premonitions this episode. Was anyone, anyone? The premonition segment of our power of three is who in this episode is, was, or will become famous. And God, I had no one. Uh, so do you happen to know who played the Grimlock? Uh, yes, but only because you told me. So the Grimlock was played by Michael Bailey Smith, who you might be more familiar with as the body who plays Balthazar. Or Shax, the demon that killed Prue. Yeah. It's... I mean, he's an intimidating dude. I get wanting to reuse him. Yeah, I mean, it makes total sense. I just... He's the one buff Grimlock. <laughs> right. They sent their buffest guy to the council. That's my only premonition. Yeah, uh, no one was. No one else was anyone. All right, time freeze. What specifically dated this episode for you? I mean, I don't really have one. Like, the fact that they wouldn't do a lesbian scene is not a real time freeze. Yeah. Yeah, I, I also didn't... <laughs> really have one for this i mean i guess i don't know if this counts as a time freeze or not but i kind of feel like phoebe being so disconnected from what's going on in the lives of her other sisters just because she's moved out is almost a time freeze because like can't she just put it in the sister slack <laughs> like don't they just have a chat group going don't they just have a like page is not part of the group <laughs> oh they didn't invite Paige to the to the sister to the charmed ones group text 
And the final power in our pack is telekinesis. What, if anything, genuinely moved you this episode? Nothing. Yeah, I guess, I guess. I want to point out the sisters did not use their powers at any point in this episode, so it kind of makes sense that we didn't either. Wow, that's true. I didn't think about it. Well, page orbed. Yes, I'm page orbed, but. Not what she should have, though. She, she, she orbed, she orbed into Cole's apartment when he was theoretically with a bunch of humans, but luckily it was just a vampire, but she didn't orb when she was being attacked by a swarm of vampire bats. I think Piper might have tried to freeze the harpy in the first scene, but like, this was a very power light episode of Charmed. Yeah, it really is. So next week's episode is called We're Off to See the Wizard. Is this the Armin Shimmerman episode? Uh, yeah, I think it is. The description on Peacock is Piper and Paige help a wizard stop the coronation of a new source. And yeah, I think it's Armin Shimmerman. Spoiler he alert for next week's. Hated them. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're going to reference a uh, a talk he did at a convention where he went on at length about how much he loathed working on the one episode of Charmed he was on. He did not have nice things to say about the leads of this show. No, he did not. Although someday, someday we'll have enough time to actually do the Patreon podcast where we talk about Rose McGowan's book. And I mean, did, she she was pretty mean to Alyssa Milano. Yes, I, from the segments you have read to me. She had much to say about Holly Marie Combs or? Literally nothing. Literally nothing. Huh. Honestly, it's funny because she says very little about Charm. Well, I guess we'll talk about little little preview of the podcast we may someday for- record. Um, she speaks very little about Charmed, but then she does have like one chapter where you know this is the time in her life when she was doing Charmed, and she's like, "Listen, if you're a fan of Charmed, I want you to know because of all of the political shit that was going on in my life, I was backed into a corner, and I basically had to do Charmed, or I was gonna starve to death." But I don't want that to take away from your enjoyment of the, of the show. If, like, if, if me doing this role, like, meant something to you, I want you to hold on to that. Even though, like, legit, I was just doing it because otherwise I was going to be homeless. And that's basically all she had to say about Charmed. Other than that she also had really mean things to say about Alyssa Milano. Like, I know she had beef with Alyssa Milano, but honestly, I feel like it was a really good decision of theirs to hire someone who was just going to treat this like a job like watching watching through this episode i have a lot of respect for her just coming in and doing the work and being really good yeah like being really good with what they give her which you know i mean i get it after after having a more volatile castmate you want someone who's honestly not going to get that emotionally involved in the project you want someone who is going to show up hit her marks read the lines well and then just go home well, and I mean, another thing she talked about is how exhausted she was because for a few seasons, she was simultaneously doing Charmed and then flying out and doing Death Proof. Mm-hmm. So she was just too exhausted to cause onset drama. I think that's it for this week. Yeah, I think that'll about do it. We've, we've, we've talked way more than I thought we would. I was going to say about this episode, around this episode. I think you're going to cut some of these tangents. It's possible. We'll no, see. leave them all in!
No, seriously, I'm sure it's going to be three off. hours. Three hours of talking. If this podcast is not three hours, then you know Max cut some stuff out. This show is partially listener-supported. If you want to be one of those supporters, you should head over to our website, www.welcometotelevision.net, and click on our Patreon link. And then maybe we can make enough money that I quit my job and we can finally do this uh, Rose McGowan's Brave podcast. We'd like to thank our current $5 and above patrons, Beryl, Patricia, Rosa, Ryan, Maracruz, Benjamin, Kate, Jen, and Dan. If you'd like to support the show in other ways, you could always rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. It helps other people find the show. If you want to talk about this episode, or any episode, or any episode of any television show, you can tweet at us at I Love TV Zines or email us at I Love Television Zines at gmail.com. So until next time, I'm Max. And I'm Tina. And this has been Welcome to the Hollowell Manor. Mm-hmm.